0: Okay, we're at the very, very bottom of the remember we were talking about the word seirugin because we have this uh, the ama of uh, of the Bay Rebbe, so she was uh, teaching us all the words. By the way, but uh, in terms of the actual halacha, the, the, the Mishnah told us that if you read the Megillah seirugin in uh, you know pieces, how we say it intermittently. Yatza your yotzei. Where it says, "Seirusin, t'abei yochem Abed. But Seirusin, Rashi says, "Meizim l'mabafray." I mean, out of order, lo yatza. Okay. I once went to a Megillah reading here in Israel, where they did like parag by parag, and in between these parag, they had like a little presentation or something. So that would be a good example of Seirugin. Okay. Rabbi Mona Omer Mishum Rabbi Yehuda, Abbe Seirugin im Shaha Kadeleig Morat Kula La LaRosh. Rabbi Mona says, in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, that even when it comes to Seirugin. If you delayed the amount of time it takes to read the whole Megillah, you must go back to the beginning. That's not. That's a, there's a limit to how much of a delay you can have. You can't read the verse first half of the Megillah in the morning and then push it off. Then the second half to the afternoon, let's say, for the daytime reading. Amr of Yosef Rabbi Moses Shamar, Rabbi Yosef says, Halachah in fact is like Rabbi Moses. So you have to follow this restriction. Amalei <speaking in Hebrew> Abayil, so Rabbi Yosef, Kedelig Kula, says the so to so Yosef, when so you said that Halachah is Rabbi let's understand the better. What do we mean to finish the whole thing? Means from where you're sitting, from where you're standing to the end, meaning let's say I read half the Megillah, is the amount of time it takes to read the second half of the Megillah? Or maybe it means the amount of time it takes to read the entire Megillah. So, I'm He says, no, it means the whole Megillah, from the beginning to the end. because if so, I meaning if you would be partial, now, tata Ta shiurin, instead of giving your words over to shiurin, which is a, a phrase you see the, in the, in the, side of the shots you see it comes up several times in shahs. The idea being that there's a limit when chazal are instituting a particular halacha, so then they can't make it so like it's, you know, gonna be, um, uh applicable in every different circumstance in a slightly different way you need to have like hard fast rules I and mean, it's much easier we have rules you can't be like you know oh if you're up to this puzzle in the third parak of uh of the megillah so you have this much time like it's too it's too much like it's too hard to calculate those things so we just say the amount of time it takes read the megillah how long is that I'm not supposed to say... Okay, even that's hard to, to estimate, but let's say 35 minutes, okay? Let's say 35 minutes. Okay, so that'll be the amount of time you'd have to... Uh, okay. Amar Rabbi Amar Rabbi Amar Rabbi Amar Abba Amar Rav Halacha Karebi Mona. So another statement, Halacha so Karebi Mona. Shmuel Ein Halacha Karebi Mona. Shmuel says Halacha's not like Rabbi Mona. I just want to point out that the Ein Mishpat has a little Aleph here And Ein Halacha Karebi Mona. maybe worth looking up and see how he actually says. But the Kabar says, the Surah Madu that's what he's talking in Surah, the Surah is the place in Babel when we did it, they, a, they taught it a different way. Okay? So, it's just different names, but uh, the, the point is, it's basically the, the same idea. Amachloka, whether or not the halacha is like Rabbi Mona. Again, Rabbi Mona has this restriction that uh, uh, if you delay the amount of time it takes to read the whole Megillah, you're not Yosef. are not Ipcha, Rabi taught exactly the opposite. Rabi Amar, En, Halakha, Rabi Okay, so it's different, different versions of how it works of yours in the code of Rabbi Bi'adra, you should uh, select Rabbi version in your hand. Meaning he probably has the right way. The Shmuel. Uh, because Shmuel is a person who generally is concerned for the individual's opinion. And that's what will be reflected in his thing when he says, Shmuel says, Rabbi mother is the you know singular opinion. And therefore, who is normally worried about that? Shmuel is. How do we know? It's not. As an example, we learned that have a mission of Masachat Yavamon, achiv et amru omrim lo Okay, it's so a little bit of a complicated case. The basic idea is as follows. Um, we have a uh, y- uh, Yibam. Yibam is when a person dies childless, so uh, the brother should marry his wife. That's the idea. Okay, and the first child is uh, sort of like considered to be his child. Um, the woman who whose husband died is called a Shomer Yabam. She's like waiting around for the Yabam. And she has a certain connection to the brother, even though they haven't actually done uh, any marriage then yet. She's really connected to him. Okay, and actively speaking, she should really marry the uh, older brother. But... <clears throat> You have a case where the uh, the brother wants to marry uh, her sister, okay, which would be problematic per se, but he really should be marrying her. So we say is Rabbi says in that case we tell the guy wait until your older brother does a maaseh. What well, does it mean? Look at Rashi. Actually, yeah, it's a little further up the page. Let's again. Let's they say wait around until your older brother does either (laughs) chalitza or yibum to either end its connection or to cement it as long as there's still a possibility that this brother is going to marry this yibama so then technically speaking he's really connected to her in a marriage type way and therefore he's been prohibited to marry her sister they can't marry a woman and her sister that's not allowed so even though my, he would be allowed to marry his sister once she's married to another brother. So what they say is just wait until uh, the other brother does something with this woman to either marry her or release her and then you can marry the sister. I mean, that's all the opinion. The point is, that's neither here nor there. It's the point, that's the opinion of Rabbi Yudub and Beterra uh, and in uh, a Shmuel, Shmuel says Halacha <laughs> Krabida ben you see, he says Halacha is like that, minor, you know, that minority opinion, so that's the idea that uh, we're pointing to the, the same thing that Shmuel seems to be consistent this way that he would hold like Krabida ben and he held like Krabida all these uh, minority opinions that he holds like okay, is that there? Good. Moving on. Tell New uh new brother. ba so Uh so let's say the sofer left out I know some know you don't want anything. Thank you. No, no, no. Thanks. Um so uh if the, if the sofer left out uh in the sefer in the Megillah some leathers of the sefer or psukin. Okay. And, uh, and the person reading Read them as a Maturgaman gaman Hamitar game So he, the, the person who's reading the Megillah Realizes that there's a mistake And he just keeps reading as though the Megillah As, as if it was written before him But it wasn't So Yatsa So you're Yotze You're yodze. Okay, this is actually very important halakha because um, there's a reality, we know the halakha is you have to hear the entire Megillah from the Baal But if you don't hear, let's say you space out a lot, or you missed, a, you know, for a, for a second, you missed a little bit, or the Baal makes a mistake and no one catches the mistake. So you, the halakha is you on your own. If you're reading from your own siddur or khumish, whatever it is, you're allowed to just read a few a, a few lines, a couple words, a pasuk or two, to be able to catch up and fill in the, the mistake. On your own. That's exactly what we got from this. Okay, even though, we, again, we'll we see more discussion about this, but even though you, the Megillah has to be written properly, and normally it has to be written, it has to be read from the Megillah, it can't be read, a couple of words here and there, a couple of words here and there, that's fine. If there were letters that were blurry or ripped, if the imprint is recognizable, I mean if you can tell what letters they are, it's still kosher. Okay, v'imlav Sulab If not, it's pasul. Okay, that's different from a sefer Torah. A sefer Torah, the letters have to really be written in a proper way. And if you have ripped letters, it doesn't really work. But that's not true for a Megillah. Okay. Uh, so, the, uh, it says, if not, though, it says, psula. The implication is that if the letters are not written perfectly well, it's gonna, uh, if, if, I shouldn't say perfectly well. If they're not recognizable as the letters, it's pasul. But the point is, we, but we just said, but if, uh, again, so, uh, made a little interruption there, sorry, I'm recording. Um, but, uh, the idea is that, it sounds like the letters have to be at least recognizable, but we were just saying that if in the them that if you didn't even have some of the words at all and you read them by al-peh a couple of words of tukim, that's fine. There's no problem. One's talking about the whole Megillah, one's talking about a small portion of the Megillah Okay, so if the whole thing is sort of like all blurry and messed up, so that's problematic. But if uh but otherwise, uh, otherwise, if it's only just a little bit, that'd be okay too. Okay, Tamar Rabbanim, ba Hakorei pasuk uh, so let's say the Balkhori leaves out one Pasuk. To Pasuk. So you as the listener, don't say, okay, I'll just uh or or the or the, or the reader himself. You don't say, well, I'll just finish the whole uh, Megillah and I'll come back, I'll fill I'll fill in that Pasuk. to Pasuk you have to read from that Pasuk and on, right? Because you can't read out of order. If you enter the show and you see the oh the sleeper's already read half the Megillah. So Don't say, Oh, I'll just hear the second half with the T-Board, and then I'll come back and read the first half. Ella Correo, Tommy, it's Rather, you have to read the whole thing from the beginning to the end okay, you're, if you're sleepy, nodding off, you're Yodzeh, hey, he na what's Mitna name? tier means you're sort of like, uh, sleeping but not sleeping, awake but not awake, to correlate the Ani, that they call you out, if they call you, you'll answer, But we don't really know how to like, respond, in like a logical way, to what people are saying, but if they remind you about something, you'd remember, so it's like, you'll say you're will say you hearing a Dvar Torah, kind of nodding off, like you're kind of half aware, if someone said your name, you'd, you'd respond, and they said, what's the Dvar Torah but you probably couldn't answer the question, but they say, "Oh, wasn't it about this?" You'd be like, "Oh yeah, 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 I kind of remember hearing that sort I, of." I love yeah. how normal this is. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the Mishnah <mission> says, <laughs> if you are writing the Megillah or, or giving a she'er in the Megillah or, or editing the Megillah, if you have kavannah, the Gemara says, "Hey, how hey, does that make sense? Or how hey, does it work?" If it's a use of arranging pasuk by pasuk, so like randomly dealing with different pesukim, then you're writing them out. Uh, just if you uh, if you have kibana, what why does that matter? Al-pehu. That's, that's still Al-peh because you don't have a, a full scroll in front of you. So, rather, the writer says, well, maybe you're writing a pasuk, pasuk by pasuk. You're writing in the Megillah, right? By You know, You And then you read it. You wrote it and then you read it. You it that way. The writer says, you'll to hear the you'll uh, we'll see it The that uh, you only have to read from the pasuk Ishi Hudi, which is Parik bad It still has to. be You have to have the whole Megillah written. Meaning you may not have to read the whole Megillah, but you have to have, have the whole Megillah there in front of you. So if you're writing pasuk by pasuk, that's you know you don't have a whole Megillah. So El must be de mancha Megillah karila mina in any case is you have a full Megillah right in front of you, and you're copying out of the Megillah. Okay, and then you're, and you're then you're copying down pasuk by pasuk. I'm writing it, so you're reading from the full, full Megillah and you're copying down. So, as long as when you're reading each prospect from that full Megillah, you have to be Yotzi in the midst of a uh, Megillah, so that's uh, your Yotzi. Where it says, so, uh, so he says, Nehemiah Yochanan, you're not allowed to write even one letter Shalom Megillah. I mean, the idea is you cannot write anything but Alpe. You have to always be copying from something from something else, which makes a lot of sense, right? To so avoid mistakes, you always have to be copying from something else. So it sounds like this uh, supports this idea, right? That you should always be looking at Megillah and then copying them. Rashi says, "Well, d'Ima di tarmile." Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, d'Ima di tarmile in tarmuye. So not necessarily, not necessarily. My second Rashi says, "d'Ima uh, tarmile." Uh, um, no, really, you could argue another way. Maybe you could say that according to our brighter, it is permissible to write things down without the It means to copy. The, 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 the mission happens to be saying, and when you have a, when you happen to have a case, we have a megillah and you're copying from it, that's fine. So it's just telling us that if you did it, you're yotzei. But the mission that isn't necessarily again. Let me just be clar- Clarify you. We're suggesting maybe our mission is to support for this idea. That You have to copy from the top. So the environment says, not necessarily. It, It could be true that. If you copy, you know, uh, that, bless you. That if you copy from a full Megillah and you're reading from the full Megillah, you'd be yotze. That has nothing to do with the lichat way that you have to be writing a, a, a Megillah is from the top. That not, is not necessarily true at all. Okay, so it's not a good proof from our from our Mishnah, but it does sort of link up. So once we discuss that, we'll discuss that issue. Kufa. Let's go back and analyze. So he said you're not allowed to write any. Um, one letter from the uh, if it's not from what's already written you can't just have the Megillah on your head and just write a Megillah there's a case of Rabbi Meir who went to go intercalate the year in Asia okay I'm not sure why he had to go there but that's what he was doing and there was no Megillah there so what did he do he just wrote the Megillah by heart okay because he just knew how to, he knew the whole Megillah by heart he wrote it out on, on cloth with the you know the with a quill and he read the Megillah <laughs> amazing so that sounds like you don't have to uh, copy the Megillah from what's already written so I'm Rabbi Yavau Shani Rabbi Meir Yashiru so Rabbi says Rabbi Meir is different because fulfill, he fulfills the which says your eyelids will be straightened before you okay I don't know exactly how that works. Yeah, eyelids will uh, be straightened. But I guess the idea is that you're like a, he knows what's going on. But right? he has a very clear picture of what's in front of him. He knows exactly the whole Megillah, and so he's an exception to the rule. Most people have to copy the Megillah, but uh, or any any writing. But he didn't have to. What does this passage mean? That your eyelids will be straightened before you. It's written about the. Uh, Torah, will your eyes become uh, tired and not be itself, uh, Rabbi And nonetheless, uh, even though uh, you're, guess you're so tired, um, maybe like, if you do too much, you might, you might forget. He says, no, even so, Rabbi Meir had everything sort of like arranged clearly before him. He knew the whole Megillah by heart, and therefore he was able to do this. Okay, so Gemara says, Rabzista, Ashka Chayla Rabchananel, Davakatasorim Shalomenekdav. So Rabzista found this uh, Rabbi Khanamel that he was writing Sifri Torah not by copying from what was already written, from the scroll. So Amalei, Ru Yanko Turakuladuk Devabicha, he says, Look, the whole Torah is worthy to be written by you, meaning you're great, you know everything, it's amazing. Like you certainly have a full knowledge of Torah. But you have to feel, uh, uh, adhere to what the Chachamim say, which is Asurlu Tob Otachashalomenekdav. You're not allowed to write even one letter. Okay, now the Gemara says, Okay, so the fact that it says the whole Torah is worthy of being written by you, it sounds it's clear that uh, they're mushara, meaning they're, they're, it's obvious that he really has a full sense of the safer Torah. He doesn't have any issue there. But again, again the Gemara says about Rabbi Meir Katav. So why is he chastising him? And yet we tell the story that Rabbi Meir actually did write the Megillah that way. From our answer so is may maybe a little obvious answer. The answer is Sha'at HaTachak Shani. It's different in a case uh, of, uh, of, uh, of uh, increased need. Meaning, yeah, generally speaking, if you're a sofer and you're writing things down, so even if you're a total expert and you know the entire Torah by heart, whatever it is, you can write the whole thing. So we tell you don't do that. The proper practice is to always copy it. Okay? You talk to a sofer, they always copy it. But Rabbi Meir, he was stuck. He was in a location, but there, no, there was no Megillah. And his choice was either, don't hear the Megillah or write the Megillah by heart. So, of course, in that situation, it makes sense to write the Megillah uh, by heart. Okay, Abaye the allowed these people from the Beit Mitrashah Bar Barchabo to write in the Mezuzah without copying. Come on. So, who's that like? Like this, okay, tefillin mezuzot can be written without being copying from uh, the written text. The and and they also don't need sirtut, That scoring of the lines in advance. The but Okay, the halacha actually doesn't need it, but mezuzot does need it. If you have a chance to look at Tfilah you'll see there's no certitude from mezuzah, or at least it doesn't need to happen. but mezuzah does. Uh, but both of them can be written without consulting the text. But it's sort of an interesting reason, uh, or an obvious reason maybe. My taima, migras Griesen. These are things that people are quite familiar with, right? Think about writing a uh, mezuzah. The first paragraph of Shema. I mean, you know. Every little kid is familiar with the first paragraph of Shema. Okay, so you have to figure out the uh, exact spelling of all the words. But nonetheless, like that's pretty straightforward. Same with Tefillin. You know, many people have the practice to say all the partial of the Tefillin every single day. So you know, the idea that all the partial of the Tefillin would be something that you're familiar with is not so crazy. As opposed to the whole Megillah, the whole, whole Sefer Torah. That would, quite a bit, that would be quite a different story. Okay, we'll stop there. Shkohar.